0: This is What The Flux, I'm Brett and I'm Anastasia and it's Monday the 1st of November. Amazon reckons customers have started to return to their pre-pandemic spending behaviour. In other words, my friend, the retail boom could be over. And around 50,000
1: holiday rentals in New South Wales could be delisted from Airbnb and stays thanks to New South Wales's new code of conduct. And how about this, properties that didn't meet today's deadline won't be able to take any further bookings until they're registered.
0: Heartbreaking stuff, Stage. Luckily we've got three inspectors. Inspiring stories today. Let's do it for our first. Coca Cola's Australian business is exiting the beer and apple cider game in order to focus on its core business, Coke.
1: Coke is really going full
0: circle with that one, B man. What is the story? So some background stage. Coca Cola Amatil used to be the Australian bottler of Coke from all the way back in 1904.
1: That was until April this year when Coke's Aussie business merged with Coca Cola European partners.
0: And the new owner of Coke here in Australia they've looked around and they haven't really loved everything that they've seen.
1: So they started to unwind parts of Coca-Cola Amatil's beverage empire.
0: You see, in the past, this crew liked to dabble in heaps of non-alcoholic beverages. We're talking Fanta, Sprite, Mount Franklin water, even Grinders coffee. But it also dabbled in a few alcoholic beverages.
1: We're talking beers, ciders, whiskey.
0: But now the new owner says it's going to exit beer and apple cider products in
1: Australia. And interestingly, B-Man, this cool could mark the first of a few cuts and divestments as Coke in Australia refocuses on its core.
0: So, what's the key learning here?
1: When a certain business unit or product just ain't fitting with the company's overall strategy anymore, a company will often look to wind it down.
0: And stage there are a few reasons why a company might wind down a business unit or a product.
1: So, the first, perhaps an acquisition just didn't work out.
0: i.e., the acquirer doesn't think the acquired business is doing that well in that area of the business.
1: Or two, perhaps there's been a change in market value for the business unit or product line. Or three, perhaps there's been a big change in the company's strategy.
0: I.e., the company switches up its long-term goals. And in this case, it means a bye-bye to beer and cider.
1: For our second story, after 17 years, Facebook is rebranding its corporate entity to Meta.
0: I'm not sure I'm into it, Stage, but the deal (laughs) is done, so what's the story?
1: So Facebook has been Facebook since forever, but Facebook has now revealed the big, big change at the company's (laughs) virtual reality event named Connect.
0: The new name is Meta and it's meant to align the company with its new mission, the Metaverse.
1: Facebook founder and robot Mark Zuckerberg even (laughs) said that from this point onwards, the company would be Metaverse first, not Facebook first.
0: But we can't deny this has come at a pretty convenient time for old Facebook.
1: (laughs) The Facebook crew have been facing some pretty serious backlash lately.
0: Yeah, that's after a former employee leaked plenty of internal docs that put the company in a pretty bad light. So
1: what is the key learning?
0: This could very well be a case of PR Spin 101.
1: Facebook's name change appears to be a way to change the subject from something not so nice.
0: That being the Facebook papers.
1: I.e. the documents that has revealed the ways Facebook ignored internal reports of the harm its social network created globally.
0: So Facebook desperately needed a diversion, a distraction, if you will.
1: And Facebook is rebranding itself as Meta could be internalized. Interpreted as an attempt to distract and to show off its virtual reality vision for the future. So the question is, B-Man, will this distraction work for Facebook?
0: Or stage, is it merely a band-aid solution slapped on top of a much bigger problem that probably requires something like open heart surgery?
1: For our third and final story, Shell, the massive oil company, has missed its numbers for the last three months because the shift to electric is... Actually, happening.
0: <laughs> it was bound to happen at some stage, so tell me more.
1: Shell is the global oil company that's worth a monstrous 183 billion US dollars.
0: And it's been mainly focused on oil, fuel, and petrol products you know, the stuff that ain't particularly great for us.
1: But the tide is turning on Shell because it just revealed it missed its third quarter earnings expectations by around 2 billion, B men.
0: And uh, why exactly did that happen?
1: Well, Shell said Hurricane Ida in the Gulf of Mexico dented its oil and gas production in the area.
0: And uh, it just so happened to send its profits down by a -a whopperoonie number of 25%. Plus, Shell also announced that it has set itself a bigger carbon reduction target. The
1: old set off the bad stuff with some good stuff, hey, (laughs) B-Man?
0: In fact, Shell has also pledged to become a net zero carbon emissions company by 2050.
1: So what is the key learning?
0: If you're a slow mover in the oil and gas space, eventually it all just catches up with you.
1: Think about it, B-Man. World governments have been setting emissions targets and incentives for people to take up electric vehicles.
0: And Shell, who make a big chunk of their revenue from petrol, could be facing even tougher conditions.
1: That's because car companies like Ford, for example, just announced that they're spending big to produce millions of electric vehicles.
0: $7 US dollars big in Ford's case.
1: So, B-Man, confusing times for Shell.
0: Thoughts and prayers for old Shell. Flux family, absolutely sensational to have Stage in the hosting seat again today. Tomorrow, Justin will be back with Stage... Thank you so much for filling in. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been real. Thanks for listening and Justin and I will see you tomorrow.